Good morning, Jay. Krista, how are you? Awesome. How are you? I'm well, thanks. What are you up to? Um, I'm driving. I'm about to pull over. But if you can, can you hear me okay? Because I'm using my little earbud thing. I can hear you perfectly. This is great. Thank you so much awesome. for taking time to get on the phone. Thank you so much for the opportunity to chit chat. That's cool. No, I'm stoked. I really am. And like, I'm having a lot of fun with these like mini podcast interviews and, and like really, really, really good. So I want to give you the opportunity. So just so you know, we are recording right now. Sweet. Um, so basically what I just want to know is it, what, if anything, is there that I can help you with? I know you, you actually posted a question in the inner circle in that thread that we had, but um, I didn't tell anyone, like we started recording as soon as we picked up. So like <laughs> you want to, do you just want to like, re- like tell everyone what your question is? Yeah. So essentially I think with a lot of people myself included, I think the biggest struggle is staying focused. So like we get on a path and we're all committed and we're super excited and then we read an article or we see a post and we're like, oh man, maybe I should be doing paleo. And then we change gears. And then, so I think, I think it's just staying the course, I guess, is the long and short. Got it. Okay. Well, so how about this? Because I think, I think one of the best ways to relate to people and really get a better understanding is to hear where they're coming from. So can you tell, like, can you like tell a little background about like, what you normally go through, like when you'll be, you'll be doing really well. And then like, you'll lose focus. Just like, give me, give us an example, like a little background on that. Well, the long-term background is tons and tons of dieting and trying everything and blah, blah, blah. So I can't even tell you a time. I mean, I've been around this industry for a long, long time, but I can't even tell you a time when I've just been on course and stuck with something long enough to know that that's the golden ticket. So, um, I think, And now, you know, everybody's got their short-term goals and long-term goals, but I think, um, so right now, like I'll, I've been in your inner circle for what, two months. And so there's so much practical information in there and not that nothing has worked, but I think looking for that, um, that conviction when you get results. And I think, um, myself not having um, a bulbous amount of weight to lose, you kind of want to know you're getting somewhere. And I think being, having a small amount of progress to make, I think it's something that's going to take a lot of conviction. So like I'll stick with, um, suggested, you know, you've done lots of awesome suggestions in the inner circle about calories and, um, switching around calories and up, down, up, down, and, um, playing around. Everybody talks about playing around with macros and things. And I think, you know, I'll be doing that for a week and I'll be like, Oh, yeah, I feel really great. My energy's great, but it's not a miracle. And I, I think it's just like, <laughs> I, and it could be me, but I also know it's a lot of people. Cause I talk to a lot of girlfriends and a lot of people in this industry and they all kind of say the same thing. Like, I don't really know why it's working or I don't really know what works the best. Just try it. And sheesh, I don't have the attention span to just try something. And I know a lot of people struggle with that same thing. Got it. Okay. So, so let me ask you, what is the most recent thing that you've tried and, and how long did you stick with it? And then when did you start to notice that like your, your focus started to shift? Uh, so I'll just take like recently, um, staggering calories and doing five to six days of workouts. Then by Saturday or Sunday, I don't, like see 
any results. Maybe I'll measure or step on the scale or, and we all know, you know, body weight goes up and down, up and down. So I just kind of go, well, hmm, I don't know if that was amazing. Maybe I should switch something around. <laughs> so then you, then that's when I start getting wonky, kind of out of my head and looking elsewhere and that sort of thing. Got it. That makes total sense. So, so just to clarify, cause I want to make sure. So you'll do something. It's over. You'll like go for a week really hard or maybe two weeks really hard. And like, you'll train five, six days a week. Like you'll do a new calorie cycling thing. And then after that week or two, when you don't actually see the physical results that you want to see, it's, it's sort of like you'll, you'll change and switch to something else. Absolutely. And that's actually a prime window for like the weekend comes and you kind of get a case of the fuckets because you didn't see something that week. So you're like, meh, it's not going to work anyway. So I'll just go ahead and go out or I'll go ahead and have a cheat meal or I didn't plan a cheat meal, but it's upon me now. And I didn't see results from working my ass off. So I might as well, I guess it's that, that sort of syndrome too. I hear that a lot in our group as well. People kind of say that same thing. <laughs> First of all, I want to say I, I I trust you more now because you said fuck, and so I always <laughs> I don't trust someone that doesn't swear. So I'm glad you said that. Thank you. Sweet. Um, it just it just like makes the whole conversation way better. But also, so um, let me ask you this because what is boiling down to, unless I'm wrong, is that you're not seeing the progress that you want to make. Um, and that's leading to a case of the fuck it or a case of let's try something else. Mm-hmm. So how are you measuring your progress? Usually just clothes, to be honest. Um, I know there's lots of different ways to do it. And people I talk to, I kind of say, oh, you should use a tape measure and you should blah, blah. But usually it's a scale and like a pair of honesty pants. <laughs> like, a, you know, or if something feels different, I'm like, oh, God, shouldn't have done that. But it, that's... And talking to you and, and spitting that out, that's so subjective because it could be anything. You could have an extra serving of carbohydrates and retain some water. And that's not, that's not really a real result either. And this right here in this moment is a magical moment we're going through together. And I'm looking at a unicorn mug right now. So it's definitely. Oh, yay. But what you just, number one, I know you've heard me talk about the importance of voice, like literally having conversations with yourself and and it, when you just said, just spitting that out, it sounds so crazy because it is subjective. Like you could literally have a little bit more salt the day before and your clothes might feel a little bit tighter, or maybe you could actually even drink a little bit more alcohol and then you get dehydrated the next day and your clothes all feel a little bit looser. And so going day by day, it's, it's very difficult to know if you're actually making progress. Does that make sense? Totally. So, I mean, here's the thing, and this is realistically, you already know this. It's not going to, like, give you a a brand new piece of information, but it might be enough of a sort of kick in the tuchus to, like, really, like, get get in gear is that you're you're basing your success off of a measure that is not very accurate. It's, It's a good measure, and it's valid, but not in the way you're using it. You're using it to day by day and not actually using good data over, over time. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. So if, if you said that like, Hey, these jeans have not fit any better over the last eight weeks, then we would have an issue of of you actually following something for eight weeks, but Mm -hmm. simply by like Monday to Friday, (laughs) it's like it's it's comical because when you hear it out loud you're like yeah i obviously know that but 
it's funny when you're talking about it on the phone, but it's it's difficult emotionally when you're by yourself in your bedroom putting the pants on and you know in your head like, yeah, I had the popcorn last night, which is really salty. And I, it's like not a big deal, but like logically, you know that, but emotionally when it's harder to button the pants and you're like, you get really upset because their pants aren't buttoning or it's tighter. And you're like, I'm not making progress. This is about bullshit. And I'm just going to fuck it and go, whatever. It's like, it's two very different situations, right? <laughs> yes. You're cracking me up because I can just imagine the girlfriend coming to me and saying, Oh, my pants don't fit on Wednesday, but they fit on Thursday. I'd be like, man, get a grip. Like, it's going to be okay. Just go back to your plan and and do that. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So, I mean, the, and the, the thing is we all, I wouldn't say we all know this, but like, especially, I mean, you, you have so much more knowledge than like just the average gym goer. So like, you know, this, and a lot of the people who, who pay attention either on my Instagram or Facebook or, or in the inner circle, especially know this, but it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to actually be able to look at it from like, sort of like look at it from above, like take yourself out of the situation, look at what's actually going on and separate your emotions from the logic of what you're, what you're doing. And, and that's really why having a coach can be helpful because the coach can say, you're being fucking stupid. Like, why are you doing mm -hmm. this to yourself? And you can be like, yeah, you're right. I am being stupid. And <laughs> One of the things that I, I literally just, I, I saved this, this quote um, because someone just emailed me last night. One of my clients emailed me last night saying something to the effect of, having you in my head is very helpful because if it wasn't for you continually telling me to like shut up regarding my, my anger at scale fluctuations, I would have already quit. And my, my, what I respond, my response was to the effect of a lot of coaches think their job is to give a program that works but the reality is a coach's job is to give a great program, but equally, if not more important, is to keep the client on track to continue trying regardless of how often they feel like they're failing. Because as long as you can keep them consistent, they will succeed. And this is, this is really what your question boils back to, which is like, I'm not being consistent. I'm not staying focused. I'm not seeing the results I want in what I logically know is an unrealistic time frame, but I'm still not following the program. Does all that make sense? Absolutely. 100%. Because it's so, it's so emotional. I mean, everything is attached to everything with a capital E is attached to it. It's like your success, your ego, your, uh, physical being, your mental health on that day, um, everything. So I totally get it. And it, the, when it's subjective, it gets mushy and it's not tangible. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, so let me ask you this. Um, what is your main goal? Um, I would like to drop a couple body fat percentage points. I'm trying not to concentrate so much on the scale number, but I would like to get to about 18 or 19%. Got it. Okay, perfect. So Basically, every time I ask someone what their main goal is, it's it's so funny. People tend to dance around like, okay, you know, well, I want to feel better and be healthier. But like the reality is almost everybody, they just want to look good naked, right? Like, so that's yep. what it almost always boils down to. So yep. dropping fat, um, body fat percentage, which I like. I'm glad that you specified that over like the scale because I could give two shits what the scale says. Like if the scale says 400, I don't care if you look really good in the mirror, right? Or you're happy mm -hmm. with how you look. Um, For sure. So 
knowing that your goal is to drop several percent body fat, what do you think is the best course of action going for? Like, what do you think is a good plan to follow? Um, a proper window of calories and consistent workouts. Okay. Got perfect. I think just by the way, the, your ability to make that as brief and concise as you're making it is, is not usual. The fact that you're making it so (laughs) concise, seriously. And it's not because I don't like, I'm the most long winded person in the world. You know that, but the, the reality is this just shows that you know exactly what to do. Like your knowledge of knowing what to do is, is there. Now we just need to figure out, okay, cool. How do we get you to do it? So you know it's about having calories. You know it's about having your workouts. Which of those do you struggle with most? Um, I would say calories. Like I, I, consistency in workouts is not a problem. It's, it's the social part of calories. If I lived in my own vacuum all day long, up until dinner time, bedtime, I would be on point. Like any craving I could talk out, any, um, any, you know, I would be fine. I think it's being with a family, being around friends, being with my partner. It's really a long, a lot of the weekends. Just, it's hard to say, no, no, I'm good. I don't need that. I don't know, hamburger, Sunday, whatever he likes to go get, that kind of thing. I think it's the social pressure that really bugs me. You know what I, I, I'm so glad we're doing this because what just happened is the question in the beginning, the question went from how do I be more consistent and focused to I'm really struggling with social events and especially on the weekends. And now it's not like, how do you stay consistent? It's, Hey, my specific struggle is on the weekends and on social events. I'm having trouble hitting my calories and we can come up with a very specific plan for that. So literally just by, being very deliberate with how we are attacking what's going on. Now we can solve your problem. So tell me like how often do you have social events and, or like, are your social events almost solely on the weekend or are they scattered throughout the week too? Um, Mostly on the weekends. I do lots of client lunches, but those are kind of controlled as well. They're not too bad. Um, The weekends is the hardest part, I think. Okay. So the weekend, so could you, do you have time to like walk me through what a, a standard weekend would look like? For sure. Um, it's usually my husband and I, and we do lots of working on cars and house projects and fun stuff. And so usually first thing in the morning, we'll go out and get um, an energy drink. Or I used to have a really bad Diet Coke habit. It's gone now, thanks to unicorn crack. But uh... <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, wait, wait, so what energy drink do you get? So like a sugar-free rock star or something like that. Okay, so it's still calorie-free. Yes, it's a um, – but that's sort of our routine. It's sort of, you know, we could be getting tea, but he doesn't drink that. So it's just a routine thing. So go do that, and then we're usually – then we run an errand. So that's usually like buying something to go do our project that we set out to do that day. And then um, we'll – you know, well, we work out first, then we go do all that. And then we have breakfast. Usually at home, I'll cook something at home. That's no big deal. It's usually down later on in the day. We're out and about. And we're like, well, you know, a taco sounds kind of good. And then it'll be chips and salsa and taco. And you know what I mean? It's just the day kind of gets away from you. I don't think I plan the weekends at all. I just let them take their course. For sure. So, so basically, and tell me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is you're fine during the day. You have like a good routine, but then 
probably as the day goes on, when we're going to a restaurant for dinner or for whatever, like there's no plan. So now it's just like, ah, fuck it. Well, kind of. I mean, I don't go hog wild, but that's essentially what's going on. It's like, well, you know, I wasn't planning on having a hamburger. I'll have half the bun instead of the whole bun when maybe I wouldn't have even even eaten the bun or accounted for the bun. You know what I mean? For sure. So is it more like, is it every meal on the weekends? Is it more the dinners, the lunches and dinners? I would say things go downhill after two. <laughs> after two. And, and I don't mean that to sound like an alcohol joke. It's more just like everything's kind of planned out throughout the day. Wake up, have breakfast, go get a drink, go run our errands. And then we get home and we're like, oh, you know, that sandwich doesn't sound the best. You want to go get a, I don't know, hamburger or a whatever. For sure. Okay. Like yeah. Well, so let me ask you this. Um, what does, I, I think I have a really good idea. So are you, do you count your calories during the week? Yes. And are you very, very strict with that? Yes. How many calories are you eating during the week? Anywhere from 1450 to 1680. And how many calories would you be eating on the weekend? Should you like, if you were doing it perfectly? I would say I would put my higher calories on the weekend days. And so like, that would be like the 1600 ones. Yep. Well, let me ask you this. During the week, do you struggle with hitting the lower calorie days or are like, are you pretty much like you're zoomed in and you're fine? Totally fine. All right. I, you might want to just call me Dumbledore because I think I have a great idea. <laughs> I was calling you wizard in my head like a whole five minutes ago. So keep going. <laughs> what would you say? And feel free to say no. What would you say if I suggested reducing your calories during the week? to anywhere between like, we'll call it 1200 to 1400, but maybe even 1200 to 1300. Mm -hmm. And having a little bit that way, like, let's say, Monday through Thursday, you reduce your calories by 100 each day. So it's 1200 to 1300 or so, or maybe 100 to 200, right? So now you have like, upwards of another, I don't, what is it like 600 to 1000 extra calories for the weekend to spare? Oh, right. Yeah. So would that be something you could do? Oh, absolutely. And yeah, that would that would be that would make a lot more sense. And the only caveat after that I see is that I the other part that I just now thought of is I have a hard time with how to estimate calories when you're eating out. So I know my fitness pal has a lot of things people have added in there. But I mean, what if something's not in there? I just kind of take my best guess. And then my head gets away from me like, I don't know if that was right. And it just do you know what I'm saying? For sure. Of course I know what you're saying. Absolutely. It's, I 100% get it. So what I would say is, number one, you're going to be giving yourself more leeway simply by having that extra, we'll call it 600 to 1,000 on the weekend, right? Like mm -hmm. that in and of itself is going to be significantly helpful because when you're, when you're that narrow range of fourteen to 1,600 or so, like when you're in that all the time, it's, it's very easy to go over it. You know how easy to have 200 calories, like a yeah. burger could be whatever. Um, whereas if you have an extra a thousand to play with now, all of a sudden, like, okay, like you could, you could not necessarily know exactly how much you're eating, but still have a decent amount of leeway. But here's what I'm thinking. Um, what if, I mean, how often when you go out on the weekends, do you do a lot of picking? Like you, you pick at foods rather than necessarily like have it on a distinctive plate. This is what I'm having. That's a, that's a good point. That's so much easier to do on the weekends. Call, call me Dumbledore. I told you. 
but but right check so you out <laughs> picking especially at something like let's say you're at a mexican restaurant and they have the chips and guac and it's like like trust me those chips and guac i i would kill for those um, right. especially when they're like slightly heated up and lightly salted unbelievable oh my but, god kryptonite right there <laughs> um, yes <laughs> but rather than rather than than like picking from them you could either like have a very definitive rule in your head i will have 10 chips or i will mm-hmm. have like 12 chips whatever like making a definitive rule or saying you know what i'm not gonna have any chips because i know i want to have two margaritas right mm-hmm. but having definitive rules not just being like eh, fuck it or putting everything you're going to eat on a plate so like okay cool like so there are chips here i'm going to take one handful put them on this plate when i'm done with this plate that is it i'm over and then like you have your meal whatever um but essentially limiting yourself to one plate of food for that meal rather than picking here picking there picking this picking that because it's very easy for picking to add up to five, six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand calories. So yes. simply by, even though you're, you might not know exactly how much you're eating, at least you're inherently reducing how many calories you're having just by being strategic. That makes a lot of sense. Does that sound like something you could feasibly do? Absolutely. Totally. Oh, yeah. And if you, it, thinking it out ahead of time makes it so much easier. I think it's just the whole social part of it almost like bringing your protein shaker to dinner you know what i mean it just feels awkward to have to look like you're not doing what everybody else is oh doing. for sure absolutely like i i get that so it's one of those things where at least this way so we're going to break down everything i said into two different points number one during the week you're going to eat we'll call it between 1200 to 1300 you're going to reduce your calories by 100 200 or so and on the weekends that way you have well like anywhere between, i could be wrong with the math but 600 to 1000 calories left or like mm-hmm. extra to play with now yep this way you, during the weekends when you're going out to dinner or something you just need to establish rules for yourself and it's by no means bringing Tupperware to dinner or bringing the shaker to your social dinner, <laughs> but it is being like, okay, cool. So I'm going to, my dinner is literally going to sit on one plate. And if I'm going to have something like chips that will eliminate my alcohol, if there's chips and mm-hmm. I decide not to have them, then I can have the alcohol just having these rules. And those are just examples, but like making sure you have a de- definitive rule. And sometimes when I'm out, I will literally voice my rule. So I'll go to my buddy, David. I'm like, David, I'm having 10 chips. That's it. Like, like and, just, and it's, we make it a joke, right? It's like funny. It's like, I'm having 10 chips and I'm done. Don't even try to get me to have more. And then they'll try to get me to have more. And I'll just say, fuck you guys. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. But like yeah. having that type of a rule to yourself, you can share it or not. But, and the biggest thing is a lot of times when you go with friends or family or out to these dinners, it can be anxiety producing because you want to make progress, but you want to have fun. And it, mm-hmm. the, the anxiety comes from the ambiguity of not having um, a plan. So now you have the plan of during the week, you're low calorie. During the weekend, you have more to play. And all you have to do is just make rules for yourself regarding your, your meals. And if I guarantee you that if you stick with low calorie during the week, a little bit higher, you have more room to play on the weekends. And you make those, those rules to like one meal, like one meal sits on one plate, you're going to make – great progress just going back to what we were talking about before you can't measure your progress in a fucking week we have to like right you have to really give yourself enough time to say okay you know what i'm gonna follow this for 30 days straight and then we'll reevaluate 
You have a 30 day theme going on. I, I love <laughs> the 30 days. I really do. And I, I mean, I would start with a 24 hour thing if, if that was better, just like literally because success breeds motivation. So in terms yeah. of like, if you could only do it for 24 hours, then start with 24 and then 48, then 72. But 30 days is, is long enough where it can actually make a difference, right? You could lose several pounds. You could, your body fat per, could go down. Your clothes could feel better. Um, and it's short enough where it's like, it's not forever. And by the end of those 30 days, you should ideally see enough progress where it's like, fuck it, I'm going to keep going because it's working. I love that. It's like it's calorie cycling. It's, it gives you a lot more freedom. Um, you're not the weirdo who's watching everything you're eating. I think it's great. Well, so, it's awesome. so you realize, are you, are you accepting this as, as a challenge that you're going to do it? 110%. You realize you can't lie to Dumbledore. <laughs> uh, I got you. I guess I shouldn't I say I'm Dumbledore. That's a very like high level. I'll say I'm his cousin. You can't lie to Dumbledore's cousin. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right, so you're, you. and you know I'm going to, like, be checking up on you about this. Oh, I, I figured. <laughs> so you know, you know what I'm going to say is you have to go in the Inner Circle Facebook group and you have to tell everyone what you're going to do for the next 30 days. I love that. That's awesome. Perfect. So you're going you're gonna to explain, like, essentially what your plan is, X amount of calories during the week, Y amount of calories during the weekend to play with, but your, what your rules are instead of necessarily tracking every single one, and then we'll go from there. I'm writing it down because I'm going to do it as soon as we get off the phone. That's what I'm talking about. Nice. So you feel confident you can do this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just needed someone to tell me to do it, I think. Good. Which sounds really dumb. I think I've done way too much research, read way too many things, gotten way – you know what I mean? Then you get over your head and you're like, oh, but what about this other method? And so just just do it. I think Nike said it best right there. I'm just going to – yeah, I'll just go in the inner circle and say it and – um. And what will it be? March 14th. Yeah. I'll have my Valentine's check-in Day. again. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> um, but so first of all, again, thank you for taking the time. And second, uh, just what you said, it, it doesn't sound silly to like have someone need to tell you this. It's, I say it all the time. Coaches need coaches too. And I also say yeah. we all like knowledge is rarely the issue. Knowledge is like everyone knows between an apple and a donut, which one should probably be healthier. Everyone, everybody knows that cigarettes are going to probably not be the best choice that they can literally kill you, but there are new people picking up cigarettes every day and smoking for the first time. So knowledge is really the issue. A lot of times you just need someone to give you a little motivational kick in the toughest. And, um, and I hope that what I've said has helped. And I know a hundred percent that if you follow this, you're going to make tremendous progress. Sweet. I'm excited. Thanks so much. I, this was a lot of fun and I'm really glad that you could spell it out for me. I appreciate that. I'm excited. I appreciate you taking the time to get on the phone and I'm going to be looking for your post in the inner circle and I will talk to you very soon. All right, Jay, take it easy. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.